You are listening to the Good Day Wellness Podcast, a podcast dedicated to boosting your mood. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to support you on the way to calming your mind and nourishing all aspects of your life. Together, we can bridge the connection between body and mind and make every day a good day. Hey guys, thank you for coming back for another episode of the Good Day Wellness Podcast. I really hope that you have loved all the content so far. And if you have, please make sure to subscribe and leave me a positive review. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Balsam, producing ready-made meals right here in SA using local produce and no preservatives, only the good stuff. Enjoy 30% off your first home delivery box using the code GOODDAY at balsam.com.au. Today is a little bit off topic from nutrition because I want to dive into business. As a small business owner, I have learned a lot about what not to do and what is actually helpful when you are first starting out. So I wanted to share with you all today the ins and outs of what I have learned. This podcast episode is a great one if you have always wanted to know what it's like to start a business or maybe you already have a business and want some advice from a fellow business owner, or maybe you're in those very early days of starting your own business. So either way, I think you will gain some insight into things that may help you on your own journey. Now, of course, let's start with our mood boosting tip of the day. Now, this one is all about vitamin D and the tip is get outside for 15 minutes each day to soak up that direct sunlight onto your skin. Vitamin D is integral for so many functions of your body, including your mood. By getting outside for 15 minutes every single day, you can essentially top up your vitamin D levels to adequate amounts. Making sure the sunlight touches your skin is crucial here. So that includes getting on your belly, on your arms, on your legs, and even looking directly into the sunlight, if you can, is a great way to make sure you're topping up those vitamin D stores. Now, why I say every day is because your body requires vitamin D for pretty much every single function. So it churns through your vitamin D stores very, very quickly each day. And vitamin D is actually the one of the number one nutrient deficiencies within Australians, which is so crazy because we live in a beautiful sunny country, but that just shows that, you know, we aren't getting outside enough. So in regards to mood, vitamin D can support it in many ways. So I'll go through a couple of the things just so you can get your head around it. So firstly is serotonin production. So vitamin D is believed to play a role in the production of serotonin, which we all know and love as our happiness hormone. Secondly, vitamin D has anti-inflammatory properties. Now, inflammation in the body has been linked to mood disorders such as depression and anxiety. So by reducing inflammation, vitamin D may indirectly contribute to an improved mood. And thirdly, vitamin D plays a crucial role in your circadian rhythm, which are the body's internal clock that controls your sleep and your wake cycle. So disturbances in your circadian rhythms can lead to mood issues and sleep 
in general is just vital when it comes to a healthy body and a happy mind. So we really want to do everything we can every single day to support it. And this is why it's also super important to get outside first thing in the morning. You know, when you wake up, open up those blinds, get outside, do that, do your best to get that vitamin D, that sunlight exposure. And another little tip here is do not let the first light you see in the morning be the light on your phone screen. That is a big no-no when it comes to your circadian rhythm and just boosting your mood. So make that little change if you can and you will see big results. Okay, that's the mood boosting tip of the day. So use this as your sign to get outdoors today and every other day and just soak up that sunshine. And you can use your Good Day Wellness Journal to actually track this daily. There's On the weekly pages, you'll see a little suns and Every day you kind of colour in your little sun and it's a way to show you that you have done your little activity, you've gotten outside, you've soaked up that vitamin D. So make sure to make use of that. Okay, now today's topic is a big one. So I've done my best to narrow it down to seven things that I think are super important that I want you to take away from this episode. And I really wanted it to be an even number, but I couldn't. I had to get seven in there. So anyway, let's get into it. So the first step here is make a plan and map everything out. One of the biggest mistakes that I have made in setting up my businesses was not creating a business plan and a month by month action plan when I first started. I know it sounds like a very obvious thing to create a business plan, but so many of us, including myself, actually skip this integral part of the business because it's one of those tedious and not so glamorous things that come with starting a business. So I think the reason for this is because when you first start your business, it's all so exciting. You're so focused on launching, on your social media growing, on the fun marketing side of it all, and you know, just focusing on that product or service that you're launching that doing a business plan just seems like something that at that time isn't really important. But let me tell you, once the launch and all the fun stuff happens and it all settles, if you don't have a business plan, you will have no idea what to do next. So much energy goes into the launch of a business that you know, it's all fun. And then once that settles, the real side of business actually begins. And without a plan, you won't know where to go and what to do next. So this is exactly what happened to me. I put all I had into the product, into the social media side of it all, into the launch, packaging, the website, which is absolutely amazing. And it's all integral. But after I launched and the hype kind of died down, I was so stuck and didn't know what the hell to do next. And this caused me to feel so frazzled and, you know, questioning everything. So having a good business plan is a way for you to understand what your business is, what your values are, who your customer is, why you're doing it who your main competitors are, and ideally how you see the growth of your business over time. Having an excellent understanding of all of those things will help you to understand what action you need to take every stage of your business. And of course, things may change, things might not go the way you planned, or something may expected may happen. But having a plan and a great understanding of who you are as a business and what you offer is invaluable. Trust me. 
I also think that doing a business plan is a good test to help you understand how serious you are about your business. If you think you can't um, even sit down and do a plan, you know, you're not interested in that side of it, then maybe the business isn't for you because that's the nitty gritty stuff. That's kind of like the boring stuff. And if you can't even sit and commit to doing that, then maybe the business doesn't excite you enough. Maybe it's not your thing. So it's also a good little test. Now, I'm at this stage where I started my business about a year ago, but because I had to put it on hold for like six or so months, I feel like I've got this opportunity to start it all over again. And you best believe that what I'm currently doing right now is a very thorough business plan. So I thought I would give you some journal prompts that I have used just for a little bit of guidance within my business. Now, this is something I did before I even started the business plan. And no matter where you are in your business journey, I think that these prompts can be really helpful just to help you gain a bit more of an insight into who you are as a business and what you offer. So grab your pen and paper. The first one is, what does my business look like? What do I do? Who is it for? What are my customers' pain points and how can I help them? Why do people visit my business? How do they want to feel? And who am I doing this for? Get clear on those questions because they will help you in the long run of your business. The biggest thing that I have learned through my journey is having a why and having an understanding of what Good Day Wellness is. What am I about? How do I want people to feel? What am I offering them? I can always come back to that. Whenever I feel lost, I come back to those questions. I ask myself those questions and I reflect and it just helps me to map out, okay, take the overwhelm away. This is what you have to do next. So I hope that helps you. Now, my next tip is be realistic with your expectations. Now, looking at my past, every time I did something, I expected it to just magically blow up and sell out and grow and be the most amazing thing in the world. But this doesn't happen. Maybe if you're Kimmy K, but for the rest of us, this doesn't really happen. You need to be realistic, practical, and mature about your approach to business and success. When I look back, what stopped me and what made me the most disheartened was my unrealistic expectations because of what I have had dreamed up and imagined in my head and wasn't actually doing the proper work and research behind it to make that dream work. And yes, of course, there are those stories you hear about, you know, when someone just did something random and they blew up and now they're super successful and, you know, it's their life is all amazing. And yeah, you could hope that that could happen to you. But unfortunately, sorry to break it to you, chances are that it probably won't. You know, that's maybe a one or two or 5% that that happens to. Um, but I think it's good to have that expectation, have no expectation, you know, um, don't base it around that. Now, another really silly thing that I did was when I was, you know, in that initial stage of starting my business or or before I even started it was I watched all these videos and TikToks and influencers talking about their experiences, you know, talking about how amazing their experiences have been and how they've sold out in a day and all of this stuff. And I built my expectations around that. Now that I reflect, that was just really silly because we all know social media is a highlight reel and not real life. And it's okay that people don't post 
the other areas of their their life and their business. If people just want to post the positive, happy things, that's fine. But we need to understand not to base our expectations around that. So now that I'm starting my business all over again, I'm being super realistic I'm also planning and doing a lot of my own research as well. So one of the most beneficial things I can tell you here is good things take time. You may not get a booking or a sale for a long time, so celebrate when you do get one or two because they matter. It will take time to build your brand and your business, so be really practical about it at the start. When I get one sale a week now, I am just jumping for joy because that's one more person who believed in me and believed in what I offer, and that is something really special when you just stop and think about that. Unrealistic expectations are the things that will make you want to quit and give up on your dreams. So of course, dream big, but do the research and work your butt off to back that dream. That's when it will happen for you. And that's why you won't want to give up because when you put your heart and soul into something and do it for the right reasons, not for the Instagram followers or just for the money, you will keep hustling to make it a reality. So don't compare your life goals to anyone else. Stay in your lane, set practical expectations. And if it is truly important to you, you will make it happen. Number three, never stop learning. As a small business owner, it is crucial to learn how to do everything yourself. Even if you know you will be maybe delegating a job to someone else in your business, it is so important to know the basics of how to get that job done. You never know what is around the corner. And if you're always going to have the budget to be able to delegate to other people and you don't want your business to flop because you relied on everyone else to do things for you. You need to be able to take the reins if it comes down to it. An example that I have here um, is I had a wonderful friend and a very talented friend doing my social media and my graphics and she just made everything look so amazing and beautiful. But Then, you know, life happened and I had no job. I wasn't selling any products. My business was basically making no money at all. So I couldn't really delegate these things. I couldn't pay someone else to do these little things. I had to learn to do them myself. And, you know, that sucked. But at the same time, I also realized that, okay, you've got to learn how to do this. I used Canva to make these beautiful graphics. And then I would I learned to market the hell out of my business on social media all by myself, learning the ins and outs of every platform. So though at the time I was really disappointed and sad that I had to stop doing that, it kind of pushed me in a new direction to learn something new and also pushed me even further to learn the ins and outs of social media because I needed to market my business even more. So although the look wasn't the same and as beautiful as she made it, I really enjoyed taking charge and challenging my creativity. So make it part of your day to learn something new and challenge yourself as a business owner. Listen to a podcast a day about business or whatever area you're in. Ask a lot of questions. Watch YouTube videos. Find people who are good at the things you want to learn and ask for their advice, ask to pick their brains. I actually did that a lot when I first started my business. And not only did it help me to, you know, do the jobs that I had to do, but it actually motivated me 
and kept pushing me to want to grow as a business owner, which is actually quite empowering. So the age old saying knowledge is power really is so incredibly true, especially as a small business owner. So learn to do the ins and outs of your business yourself. You won't have to do it forever if you do it right, but I think it's so powerful to be able to know how to do the basics. Okay, number four. Now, this tip is particularly for someone who has a product-based business, and it is don't overdo it on the stock. This is actually the biggest mistake I have ever made in my business to date. I ordered way too many good day journals to begin with. Not only was this a huge responsibility, a huge weight on my shoulders, but it also takes up a lot of space. You need a lot of storage. And it's a huge outlay of funds right at the start of your business. I also think that when it's your first product, as soon as you launch it and you learn what the customer demand is, you will want to make changes. Your first product won't be perfect, even though it may seem like it is at the time. Trust me when I say that after you launch it, there will be things you want to change. So not only that, but I think starting with a smaller amount of stock allows you to see if that product is even something people want to buy and it will help you make smarter decisions from there. It's basically like doing market research for your business with a tangible product. Now, ordering a smaller amount of stock also means less of an investment right at the start. So instead of spending all your money on stock, you can divide that money up between marketing, social media, and all of the other super important aspects of your business that are essentially going to be the big reason why you sell that stock in the first place. So this is going to change for everyone, but I think starting within the hundreds mark is a really good place to go. Obviously, there are some products that just don't allow a small minimum order quantity, but if you do have the luxury of deciding on a number, start small, figure out what the demand is, make changes if necessary, and order more from there. That is honestly one of the biggest things that I wish I had done at the start of my business because firstly, it would have taken off so much stress. Secondly, I would have been able to invest half of that money into other aspects that were going to actually help me sell the product and get my brand out there. You know, I started from zero. I started a new Instagram account. I started from the ground, you know, so not having those other areas, not being able to afford those other areas, put a lot of stress on my business. So if I could go back and even half that number of products that I ordered and use the rest of that money, honestly, I think I would be in a very different position right now. Anyway, we live and we learn, right? Okay, next one, number five is go hard on the socials and be yourself there. Social media is a totally free platform that you can use that has the power to sell out your business. I hate it when I hear business owners complain that they don't have time for social media, that they don't care about it or that maybe they feel that it doesn't even benefit their business anyway. Let me repeat. It is a free marketing platform that has the potential to grow your business rapidly and allow you to be seen all over the globe. Marketing your business costs a lot of money 
when you do it with a professional, which is why doing your best to organically use and grow your socials when you are starting a business is one of the most important things you can do. Again, taking it back to my own experience, but when I was struggling to make any sales, I really dropped off Instagram a lot because I started to feel really disheartened you know, as we do. However, at that same time, maybe like a couple of weeks later, I decided to start using TikTok. You know, I thought, okay, Instagram isn't working for me. I'm going to get on the TikTok. I don't really know how to use it, but I'm going to try. So although I didn't really know how to use it, I didn't really know much about it. I made a promise to myself to show up every day, to be myself and be really genuine about what I was posting, you know, share the truth, not the highlight reel, share everything. And one of my videos actually went viral and boom, sales started coming in again. It was actually the biggest savior of my business in terms of sales to date. This also gave me a lot more confidence to get back on the gram and start posting regularly. Social media is a powerful place for your business, so show up on there. If you don't have time, like a lot of people say that they don't, which I get it, you can use a scheduling app. So there are these great apps like Later Media, Planoly, or the Meta Business, the back end. And you can spend one day a week creating content and scheduling it in and you're done. You only have to spend one day a week. So figure out what your style is and go hard with it. You know, show up and be yourself, be genuine, show what you want to show. Um, You have nothing to lose, but everything to gain when it comes to social media. So I will just quickly touch on the differences that I think are quite obvious between Instagram and TikTok. Now, when I said I didn't know how to use TikTok, I actually didn't. I was kind of just posting the same stuff that I was posting on my Instagram over on TikTok very inconsistently. But then I decided, you know what, why am I making everything so pretty? I feel like TikTok is really raw and it's really organic. And as soon as I started posting stuff like that, I was reaching so many more people. So I think for me, the takeaways between the differences between TikTok and Instagram Firstly, I think TikTok is way more organic, way more real. And, you know, you can just post the most random stuff on there and it's probably going to do good. You don't need to make it look super pretty and flashy. It's just all about you showing up and being yourself. And I think Instagram is more about, you know, creating something that's a little bit more beautiful and, you know, a little bit more flashy and different colors and all of that kind of stuff. So a bit more branding, I think, works well on Instagram and TikTok is raw and organic. So maybe that can help you out with figuring out what platform is actually going to work for you and what's going to work for your business. Now, number six is don't take advice from people who have never done what you want to do. This is a big one. Everyone can pretend to be an expert and know everything about everything. But honestly, unless they have actually gone and done what you are trying to do, take their advice with a pinch of salt. Of course, everyone has something valuable to offer you in terms of advice, but be smart enough to navigate through that advice to figure out what actually suits your business model, your product or your service. This comes back to doing your own research and putting yourself in rooms with people who you actually look up to and who inspire you. 
If you're creating a service-based business that specializes in grooming dogs, you probably wouldn't be taking all your business advice from an e-commerce business owner who sells a food product because the practices and the journey through that business are going to be very, very different. They may be able to give you some valid business advice in terms of their own experiences, but when it comes to making decisions for your business, it's best to consult with someone who is in a similar industry doing something similar to you that you actually look up to, that you see their stuff and you're like, damn, they're doing so good. I actually find that most business people, especially small business owners, aren't willing to have a conversation. So just reach out. What's the worst that can happen? They don't reply. They ignore you. That's fine. I think, you know, the small business community is a really supportive one. So, you know, if you want to ask someone questions, you need some advice, find someone who's doing what you're doing or something similar, and I'm sure they would be more than happy to help you. Okay, so the last tip that I have for you today is if you are in a room with people who make you feel uncomfortable for talking about your business goals or success, you are in the wrong room. Get out immediately. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there to do something a little bit differently and start your own business. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who make you feel uncomfortable or don't ask about your business, they are not the people for you and they will get in the way of your success. Be really careful about who you share your hopes and dreams with. You will learn as you go that some people will be genuinely supportive, like they will be your hype girls, your hype people, and they are the ones who will encourage you to get to the top. Imposter syndrome is real when you first start a business, so it is crucial to surround yourself with people who won't make you question yourself even more. You know, when you first start a business, all those thoughts go through your head. Can I do this? Is this right for me? I don't know if I'm, you know, qualified enough or, you know, whatever that comes with your imposter syndrome. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who go, "Mm, is that what you're doing? Wow, that's cute. Or, you know, they make those little comments or they laugh or, you know, when you talk about it, you can see them rolling their eyes in the background or whatever it may be. They are not going to help. They are actually going to take you away from it. This happened to me once. I was someone asked me a question about an experience that I did. And as I was talking about it to this person, I saw another person roll their eyes because they were like, oh, here she goes again, or whatever they were thinking. I don't know. And in that moment, I felt myself, I was like, oh, you know, I tried to shut down the conversation. I tried to make it sound like it wasn't even a big deal. I tried to, you know, hide it. I didn't want to talk about it. I changed the topic immediately. And then I walked away and I was like, why the heck did I do that? Because this person felt uncomfortable. That is so ridiculous. You know, I think surround yourself with good people who want to see you win, you know. And on this note, also, if you are someone who maybe that you laugh or you belittle someone or you talk about someone who is putting themselves out there, ask yourself why you do this. Ask yourself what is missing in your life and how you can do better. Because you know, if you find that you feel quite insecure or you feel uncomfortable when you hear someone else talking about their success, 
maybe it's because there's something you actually really want to do in life and you haven't had the opportunity or you haven't given yourself the chance to go ahead and do it. So ask yourself why you're doing that because I guarantee there's a reason there. Always be the person who claps for others because there is room for everyone to succeed in this life and good karma always comes back around, okay? Good karma is a thing. Okay, I hope that you have all enjoyed hearing about all my mistakes (laughs) that I have made in my small business so far, but I just hope that you can take on these points and you get something out of it that you can apply to your own amazing, thriving business. Starting a business is not easy. It's really challenging, but at the same time, it is so fulfilling. It is so exciting. It is so much fun. There is so much positivity that comes with it. But I think, you know, asking as many questions as you can, doing your research, figuring out what works for you, figuring out who you are as a business and always being able to come back to that is so important because when you are a business owner, you are going to have bad days. There are going to be days where you struggle and there's probably going to be weeks where you make no money. So I think having these things and setting your expectations to make them practical and realistic is super, super important. So I hope that this episode really helps you with your journey through your business. So thank you again to today's episode sponsor, Balsam, your ready-made meal company with a difference. Experience the convenience of nutritionist designed meals using locally sourced produce with no nasties by using the code GOODDAY and get 30% off your first order at balsam.com.au. Locally sourced whole foods and only the good stuff. Make sure to like us, leave us a review, and I look forward to seeing you back here for another episode soon. I love you guys. Mwah.